Therapist by day, dawn, before dawn. You got to warm up these days. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Venus Ferrosi here. Welcome to the Goddess Diaries. It's such a pleasure to have you here with me when it comes to intimacy issues. Let's talk about relationships. So often uh, we would find couples in a relationship where one is anxious, one is avoidant. And if they create enough of, you know, this, uh, this incompatibility, it'll also spill over into their relationship and come up in physical intimacy. And what it'll often look like is one person not being open to speak to sleeping with their partner and sometimes this may have something to do with your partner no longer being sexually attracted to you sometimes it is because your partner has an avoidant attachment style they are not quite comfortable with vulnerability with closeness with physical intimacy and often if you're you know if you're with an avoidant probably you're probably anxious <laughs> or will become anxious at some point. And it's because of the constant push and pull, push and pull that'll come up. So what I've noticed is some women will find themselves in a situation where in which they don't feel like they're enough for their partner. And let's not consider this to be a thing because your partner is no longer attracted to you. Let's say your partner is attracted to you. Well, why are you guys not having consistent sex? I would say one, I'd highly suggest getting like a couple's therapy or finding some type of intimacy coach. I think that, you know, depending on how bad the issue is or how long you guys have been having intimacy issues, you might need to go to couple couple's therapy for it. But other times it's something that you can talk to your partner about. Sometimes, you know, the avoidant partner might be dealing with avoidant issues such as what's that thing called performance anxiety so sometimes whenever someone is avoidant is because they have some type of performance anxiety and performance anxiety can result in someone having let's say erectile dysfunction uh, but erectile dysfunction is not necessarily it presents itself as a physical issue but a lot of the times when i find that if it's not due to biological reasons most times it's due to emotional dysfunction, the relationship is toxic, you guys are no longer aligned. So it's like, it's hard to kind of meet with your partner if there's ambivalence between the two. I've found circumstances where in which two people are absolutely, you know, they love each other, they have love, but the passion is gone. So now there's not that fire, that flame to kind of assist with you know, the intimacy coming up in the spur of the moment. Sometimes we find the avoidant partner uh, feeling pressured just by their partner being ready for sex. And because they're not in that place, now there's like this pressure around, oh my God, she wants something from me of which I cannot give. And other times the woman uh, that would be on the end of that, she would feel rejected. She would start to feel as though maybe she's doing too much. Maybe there's something that she's doing that's causing anxiety in her partner. And technically she's not doing anything but 
looking cute um, and maybe being in heat, but even if she's not displaying any overt behaviors that says, hey, I'm ready, come and get me, the partner just by, you know, can be on edge or feel as though, oh my God, I feel as though she might be in the mood. I don't have it to give. Um, and then you might see your partner pulling away. That's a classic thing that that often comes up. What most people don't realize, while you know, there's statistics around whenever people get married, they have sex less. I just want to let you know, you know, when people get into a relationship, what's so common is them having sex like once a week. And then married couples, if they have kids, they'll probably have sex once a week and sometimes maybe like a month. Uh, there's so much things that can come up in life that it's almost like even if people wanted to have sex regularly or have uh, consistent intimacy, there's so much things that can get in the way of it. So even if they wanted to and there was no intimacy issues, they'd still find themselves having intimacy issues nonetheless because they're both deprived. They feel like affectionate deprived. Both of their needs are not being met physically. So now neither of them have it to give to the other person, which can also lead to intimacy issues. So, you know, that's one aspect. Um, and someone asked this question, what to do when he's not sleeping with you? You know, uh, I give women, you know, if you want to use a little trick that maybe your grandmother probably would tell you or something, I highly suggest taking a bath, focusing on self-care. Whenever you feel as though your partner is not sexually attracted to you or giving you much attention or you don't see that desire, I think it's your responsibility to try to give that to yourself. You start to pour into yourself more. You start to give yourself bath time. You start to increase like your nighttime routine. You give yourself new self-care routines. Start taking baths. Um, and I often encourage, you know, what you can do is include your men a part of your self-care routine. Sometimes if people, you know, or couples are Understimulated and don't have that passion. I say, you guys, I would highly suggest that you take the time to engage in um, parallel self care. You should also take the time to engage in non sexual play or non sexual intimacy. Give each other in, uh, give each other baths. Or if you're a woman and you're dealing with, you know, an avoidant partner, he's not really giving you any attention. I'd highly suggest giving yourself all the attention. This does not mean you need to place yourself out there in the world to get attention from other people because that's external validation. You have to find a way to uh, soothe yourself, give yourself validation, look in the mirror more, start putting on makeup, start brushing your hair. Uh, if it helps, act like he does not exist. There is also an ignore fetish. And one thing about me, I'm going to love to ignore them. Yes. Um, Yes. <laughs> but aside from that, I feel like the, that can also be kind of healthy. It can kind of light a fire. You know, men do love a chase. And let's say they don't like a chase. I feel like being creating a little bit of a incentive in your relationship sometimes can be quite healthy. You know, when I think about couples inside, let's say, in the more kink community, every now and then, you know, if they're open to DS dynamics, I would say out of nowhere, start asserting your dominance. Let someone initiate it, right? Someone must submit. You know what I mean? Someone must dominate, right? So it's almost like someone taking the wheel in order to initiate play and intimacy. And I think that if you have a strong enough bond, your partner might be receptive to that. But 
backtrack a little bit as far as, you know, if you're a single person, I would say, I would highly suggest pouring into yourself to attract more mates. If you're in a relationship, I would say center yourself more, give yourself more self self-care and attention. But if you and your partner both want to work on that, I, I would highly suggest doing self-care routines together. Like you and your man do facials, uh, get like at-home spa day, um, make sure like there's no pressure. Like you're trying to still fulfill the intimacy needs as a couple without the pressure around trying to meet this sexual need, right? I feel like a lot of the times when people, yes, we can have biological needs, but I find that whenever someone feels like they really need sex, they're probably intimacy deprived, like emotionally deprived. They have not have access to basic non-sexual affection. They are not getting hugs. Did you guys know that there's like a standard number or like an average number of hugs you should be getting or touch a day you should be getting to be like a healthy human being? Because as you know, the same way in which when you're born and you're a child, um, kids can, infants can die without touch. As adult, you know, you won't die without touch, but the lack of touch and touch deprivation will lead you to a very depressed state in which you want to die, right? So it's like the self wanting to off the self because the self is not getting what it needs to soothe the self and feel loved, right? So I find like, you know, we have to keep in mind that Oftentimes we'll get caught up in trying to meet this physical intimacy need or meet our intimacy needs through physical aspects. When in reality, if you had taken the route to have your emotional needs met or your psychological or your mental needs met, right? Communication, having those deep discussions about nothingness and seeing where it goes, you probably wouldn't even miss sex as much. Maybe it's companionship. It's almost like your intimacy deprived, right? Touch deprived. You are not like in a community setting where everyone is like engaging, talking to each other. You're basically living a very individualistic life. That right there will catch up to you. So I find that in this epidemic where so many people are like single or the dating scene, it's like, you know, not for me. I find that people still need to wind away to meet their intimacy needs somehow. And it has to be healthy. Right. And it's so important for you to have boundaries because so often you don't realize like you don't know that you need to have something until someone violates you in that way that causes you to realize, oh, I don't like the way this made me feel. I don't want to feel this way again, you know, and then you get to a point where you have to learn to have discernment to stay away from people that are built like that because you deserve to be free and feel safe and not have to worry about consent or if someone's going to violate a boundary you have to get to a point where you can be connected and aligned with someone enough where there's enough energy exchange for you to feel like you don't have to worry about those things, you know? And this will only come up through emotional connection, mental connection, consistency, intentions, planning, um, like being aligned, connection. That's the only way you're ever going to know what it means to experience deep, fulfilling intimacy. You know, the kind where you don't feel like you have to run away after. And it's because you don't trust yourself because you can't figure out the person you didn't slept with is even ideal. But you can't do that if you don't take the time, you know? Sometimes you got to let these men know, like, I understand what you want, but I need you to understand, like, I know how I'm built. If you need someone that 
is more readily available for physical intimacy. I'm not that person, you know, but I respect if that's what you want. Just, I just know like that's not for me. And sometimes we get caught up in hookup culture and that does not meet our intimacy needs. It actually creates like crackhead vibes. It turns us into crackheads. Yeah, I don't know how else to put it, but it's getting drunk often off of that chemical cocktail that we get through quick chemistry. It's instant gratification and we're left feeling like, what the fuck was that? And why do I feel like I want more? It's crack. It's insufficient. It's not enough, right? It's, you're, you're getting McDonald's when it's really steak and potatoes that you need, right? So I often tell you women too, like, stop going to pound town so quick, you know? Um, for the other women that probably you know, want intimacy and are thinking about it and wondering, can I, you know, explore my needs in a casual way? Yes, you can try that. But at the end of the day, you have to think about what is it that you truly want? Because what you don't want to do is find yourself going out there trying to have your needs met casually. I feel like men are more fit for that. But with women, we have the biological makeup where in which, you know, if oxytocin increases the desire for affiliation. So when women have sex casually, there is a higher probability of us wanting to be with a man. Other times a woman might be able to have casual sex with a guy, but usually it's only under the circumstances where in which she's so sure that she doesn't want to be with him. Like maybe she thinks like financially he cannot give her the life that she wants, or maybe like culturally they don't share the same value. So even if he had the money, it's like, yeah, me and him are not aligned. So women can probably have, you know, scheduled or casual sex with this person. It's like a play partner. Um, but other times, if you're a woman that you know you want a relationship, you crave companionship, you're a lover girl, having sex casually, no, I would say you're probably better off getting like a mister or sugar daddy or sub daddy. And, you know, depending on how that goes, if you find that you like him enough, maybe there's room for sexual intercourse. Um, but at the same time, take it from someone that have maintained misters and sugar daddies and sub daddies without sex. I've had my intimacy met in other ways, such as play. I'm a big fan of non-sexual uh, contact. What's that word I'm looking for? I'm a big fan of type of contact where it's affectionate, but it's not sexual, more sensual. I'm a big fan of sensual intimacy. So for me, I was able to have my intimacy needs fulfilled through uh, massages, my feet being played with, you know, being able to engage in like different type of role play. Uh, so that was fun. And also for me, I am always really fulfilled through emotional connection um, and play and being able to have long mental stimulating conversations. Um, I can go without physical intimacy. And also too, I'm a big fan of pleasuring myself. So, you know, uh, everyone is different. So you have to find a way to know what's for you. So if you're a girl that's anyone, anything like me, or you know, you're a lover girl, casual sex might not be for you. Casual sex was never for me. Uh, did I give it a try? Yeah, but I could never quite do it right. I'll explain what that means in a different video, but <laughs> I want to focus on what's coming up here and it's intimacy issues, hmm, which makes me think, I wonder if I should talk about if it's worth discussing my own personal intimacy issues um, and how I've been navigating that and still find a way to be fulfilled and make it work in the absence of uh, having what I truly desire. 
which is a loving, committed relationship where I can have consistent sex in a safe space with someone that's giving, yeah, we're going to ride this out forever. Yeah, never had that. <laughs> sure wish I had that. <sighs> One day, dear husband, if you're, if you're searching for me, I'm here waiting patiently. I'm, I'm here waiting patiently. Okay? I'm being a good girl. Yeah. I'm being a good girl. I'm healing. I'm healing. I'm taking my time. It's so difficult. Yeah. I'm just letting you know, if you just happen to come across me at this juncture, I might be extremely feral, as in, like, not even in the sexy way. I might have the stronger. should knock your head between the washer and the dryer because I am just, like, so frightened by man. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I'm ready to be vulnerable, but you know what? I feel like if you can lead me in love properly, like respectfully, I will submit nastily. I mean, naturally. Yeah. Whatever that means, Ad. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a pause right here. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys for coming and listening. There's so much that comes up with intimacy. Please like, comment, subscribe, share, send me an email, DM me, send me your thoughts. What are some intimacy issues coming up for you? Is there anything that came up with me that resonates with you? I'd love to know. But until then, thank you for coming to the Goddess Diaries. That is all. Focus by day, dawn, before dawn. I am a goddess.